That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I'm now going to read the answers given by those jurors. Um, just the answers. Question 1A, $50,000. Question 1B, $10,000. Question 1C, $50,000. Question 1D, no dollars. Question 2A, $1.5 million. Question 2B, $500,000. Question 3A, $1.5 million. And question 3B, half a million dollars. Is this your verdict, the 10 of you who signed it? With the jury awarding the plaintiffs millions in the Alex Jones trial, we take a look back at some of the wildest and most explosive moments. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law and Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. All right, let's talk the Alex Jones trial. Now, as we've reported, Neil Heslin and Scarlett Lewis, the parents of six-year-old Jesse Lewis, who was tragically killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, they filed a lawsuit against Alex Jones and his company for defamation and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Why? Well, because of the comments that Jones made casting doubt that Sandy Hook was a real shooting. He, in fact, called it a hoax and even went so far to say that Heslin's recollection of cradling his den suds body was fake. Now, since Jones didn't follow through with court orders in this case, a default judgment was entered against him, meaning he lost. He was automatically found liable by the court. The question in this trial and the question for this jury is how much does he have to pay to the parents? Well, the jury came back and they awarded over $4.1 million in compensatory damages. These are damages meant to compensate the plaintiffs for what the harm they suffered and for what they lost. After all, these were people who were threatened by Jones supporters over the years. But that was a lot less than what they were asking for, which was $150 million. But we can't forget that this is only part one of the trial. The jury actually also has to decide punitive damages. Now, these are damages meant to punish a defendant for particularly bad or egregious conduct, really bad wrongdoing, and to deter them from acting in this way in the future. Now, at the time of this recording, the jury has yet to come back on that amount. So what we decided to do was to go through the top 10 moments from this trial. And joining me is a very special guest, the person who clipped out these moments and posted them on her Twitter account in rapid fire succession, the person who has been following this case as religiously as me, executive producer at the Law and Crime Trial Network, Kathy Russin. Kathy, welcome to Sidebar. Hi, Jesse. Glad to be here. Great to have you. Um, let's just start with the jury's award for the compensatory damages, the 4.1. It came in. We were watching it together. What'd you think? Um, well, they asked for 150 million. And so it sounded like a big number when it came back. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I knew that they would, uh, award in the millions. Um, I don't think I really knew what to expect, quite frankly. Um, a little interesting tidbit though, is when I tweeted that out, somebody responded back, well, that's just five days of work for Alex Jones. 
because as we'll talk about later in some text messages, he says he made $4 million in one week last year or the year before or something. Yeah, and actually during the closing arguments on the punitive damages, that was an argument that was made by uh, the plaintiff's attorneys that he can make that money back in a day, in a week. So it's not really – so it's interesting to see where they go with the punitive. Look, $4 million is still $4 million, and Alex Jones on the, sa- on the stand said, look, anything over $2 million is going to crush us. But I don't know if that's entirely true, Kathy. So I, I, I actually think we should start with – want to talk about the credibility of Alex Jones. Let's talk about it. So – This is the big bombshell that happened the other day, and this is when Alex Jones, he had taken the stand, he testified in his own defense, and he was being questioned under cross-examination by the plaintiff's attorney, and under cross, they hit him with this revelation, this revelation that Jones's attorney accidentally sent all of Jones's texts to the plaintiff's attorney. Let's watch. Jones, you know how an iPhone works, right? You've had iPhone text messaging for several years now. Yeah. What does it mean if the messages are in blue? Whose uh, messages are those? Whose phone is this taken from? I don't know whose phone's taken from. I mean, I just I turned the phone over and said to take the stuff off. Can I have you look in the very bottom below the very bottom left corner? Is that your phone number? Yes. So you did get my text messages, and it said you didn't. Nice trick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. Jones. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protect it in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have a text message about saying you Did you know that? I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone and then- Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, did you know I, this happened? No, I didn't know this happened, but I mean, I told you I gave him the phone over. And you said, you said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several, several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have it. My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Bankston also only ask questions. Sure. All right, Kathy. So aside from the fact that the animosity between these two is so palpable, I have to ask you, do you think that Jones didn't know that his attorneys had done this? Do you think he was just hit with that on the stand? Yes, I do believe. I do believe we saw a moment that does not happen in real courtrooms across America. It's not law and order. It's not Perry Mason. There aren't these big bombshell surprises that happen. They just don't. We have rules about that. So that honestly took all of us aback. Uh, He has in several depositions pre-trial over and over again said he has no text messages about Sandy Hook. He's lied and lied and lied about it. And so 
they caught him. And it's because his attorney, well, it was a law clerk apparently, or a legal assistant, sent an electronic link to the plaintiff attorney. And also that included, and she included uh, his attorney, Raynal, in that email with a link to some stuff. What they didn't know is that link included everything and everything and everything and the dog, like medical records, text messages. There was nothing, attorney client privileged emails, conversation, everything got sent to the plaintiff's attorney 12 days ago. And then when Bankston, the plaintiff's attorney got up and, and said, uh, when we realized when we had our people download, whatever this link was, they sent. And when it took up so much of our server, we thought, what is this stuff? And when we realized what had happened, I emailed Mr. Renal and I told him, do you know that you gave us all this? And Mr. Renal said, oh, ignore that. I'll send you a new link. That's what Bankston said. And Bankston said to this day, right now, today, your honor, there was no new link. So if he had discovery, he was sending me, he, he didn't. And he never once asserted privilege on anything he sent me. And what so a mess. Total mess. What a mess. And it, look, for Alex Jones, it's problematic because obviously the jury is probably wondering, should we believe him when his text messages are basically you know, <laughs> contradicting everything that he's saying? And there was also, I have to find it very interesting. There's questions of whether or not he committed perjury and if he's going to be brought up on perjury charges. And we know that the January 6th commission, who's been trying to get his text messages, well, now that they're not privileged, they might have access to them. So the fact that this happened in real time and we saw it unfold is just amazing, right, Kathy? Incredible. It's really a moment you don't see in real life. Well, can I just say that I think one of the most surreal aspects of this trial is when we saw Alex Jones, who who has been adamant in the past, this whole case was that he was adamant that Sandy Hook didn't happen or that he cast doubt on it, to say in open court that he was wrong that was a big moment. Let's watch. To refer you to the end of 2014, we've had a video received in evidence of you stating your belief at that time that no one died at Sandy Hook, that the whole thing was fake. Do you understand as you sit here today how crazy that is? I have said before that there have been so many lies and so many things in the past, and I was under a lot of pressure. And I truly, when I said those statements, when I say something, I mean it, that I really could believe that it was totally staged at that point. And I was basing that off of really Steve Pachinik, who is a, has been a very prestigious person. Do you understand now that it was absolutely irresponsible of you to do that? It was, especially since I've met the parents. and. Uh, it's 100% real, as I said on the radio yesterday, and as I said here yesterday, uh, it's 100% real. And the media still ran with lies that I was saying it wasn't real on air yesterday. It's incredible. They won't let me take it back. They just want to keep me in the position of being the Sandy Hook man. My son got confronted yesterday. Objection speculation as to what the media wants. Mr. Jones is just being on the show. Sustained. So, Kathy, on one hand, I have to say it was, I mean, his best defense and, and something for him to admit that he was wrong. But I also love that he turns it around and says that he's the victim and the media conflated his words and made him the bad guy for years. It's just like not that surprising on that end either. Oh, Alex Jones is definitely a victim. He always thinks he's a victim. But 
So, okay, great moment that he says on the stand, I 100% believe it's real. The problem with that is they were able to show that right now, currently, last week on his show, right now, in the last couple months, several times where he says things like, I feel horrible as a father. It, and then he says, if children died in Sandy Hook, why does he say if? So he's still putting something out there for the viewers. And so his, his words. And, and, were, there, and there was this message. Wasn't this message where he compared the response to the COVID-19 pandemic to Sandy Hook? So two years ago, so he said, he, on the stand, he said that, you know, years ago, he realized this is 100% true, but they were able to show the text messages that they weren't supposed to have, that Alex Jones didn't thought, think they had, where two years ago, he's speaking with one of his writers or producers on a text message about how Corona, and that guy's saying, you know, coronavirus is fake, it's Sandy Hook all over again, and Alex Jones says, yeah, yeah, I get what you're talking about. So he... And they, as an organization, still either don't fully believe it's 100% true or are very happy to lead their listeners down a conspiracy road, still with Sandy Hook. You know, there's a part of me that felt that maybe he was really apologetic and he felt bad about what he did. And then he goes on his show and insults the plaintiffs. He calls Neil Heslin slow, says that he might be autistic, and then this was the part that shocked me. This is the next part we got to go into is after court, after the judge leaves, after the jury leaves, he goes up to Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin, shakes their hands and apologizes until he's quickly stopped by one of the plaintiff's attorneys and fireworks just erupt. And then he's slow. No, I'm slow. I mean, can you explain that to me? Why he did that? So the exact order of events is Scarlett Lewis actually went up to Alex Jones after in a very kind, loving gesture. As far as I'm a mother, I'd have never walked up to him. So she's a much bigger person. He got done testifying and everybody left. She brought him a bottle of water and what it looked like in her other hand, she handed something very small to his other hand. I believe it was like Tylenol, ibuprofen or something because he'd been complaining about his tooth that he had pulled and that he'd been in pain. I believe that she gave him water and maybe some anti-inflammatory, I don't know, something like that, something over the counter. Cause he said, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So she made that gesture. Then he takes that opportunity to say to her and you can't hear everything, but it, you can tell it's obviously he's apologizing for whatever. We don't really know. Right. And then Neil kind of walks into the picture, the father and and he said, you know, he again, like, I'm sorry. And Neil does not look like he's as happy. You know, Al Alex reaches out his hand and Neil does shake it. Um, but then the attorney gets involved and he says, do you want to be sorry for calling him slow and autistic? And uh, and then Alex Jones says something again, you can't really hear. Then the attorney says, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And then it was like, and then Alex Jones goes, 
fine, show them some more of your fake videos. And so, right, fake videos. So he still thinks there's a conspiracy going with Sandy Hook. And the attorney says- Or the oh, trial, or the yeah, trial. Oh, the trial for sure. And the attorney goes, oh, shut your mouth. And he says, why don't you make me shut my mouth? I mean, come on. Now, no jury and no judge was there, but this all happened. And then somebody, I think it might've been Neil, but it's off camera, but somebody says, my son is autistic or my child, something like that. It makes it kid and that's when alex jones goes i actually think i'm autistic I'm like okay all right okay alex jones, can you just stop talking just stop talking it, it, it it's 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 it's, it's I, I always ask myself is alex jones playing a part right is this all for the show but because on one hand he goes on his show and he salt insults the plaintiffs then he's apologizing to them is it two different people? Is he? Is, what's really the main motivation? It just seems so surprising to me that he chose to do that. And look, you mentioned the judge wasn't there, and I think it was probably a good thing. Well, clearly that the jury wasn't there, but the, maybe that the judge wasn't there because the judge and Alex Jones, they have gotten into some heated exchanges. Uh, let's take a look. You believe everything you say is true, but it isn't. Your beliefs do not make something true. That is... That is what we're doing here. Just because you claim to think something is true does not make it true. It does not protect you. It is not allowed. You are under oath. That means things must actually be true when you say them. Don't talk. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify yet here i am you must tell the truth while you testify this is not your show i gotta tell you i've never seen this kind of interaction really between a defendant and a judge, let alone a judge saying that a defendant has just lied on the stand. So if you're talking about perjury charges, having the judge make a statement like that is huge. What was your reaction to that? There, there's so much to unpack in just what we just saw. One, the judge says on the record that Alex Jones has lied at least two times under oath. Um, I would say that's perjury charges coming or should be. Secondly, she says... Oh, by the way, by the way, the, 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 what he lied about was saying that he complied with discovery requests, which he didn't, and that he was bankrupt, which is not necessarily true. He might have filed his, his, uh, the company that owns InfoWars for bankruptcy, but that doesn't mean make it bankrupt. Correct. He told the jury, I complied with all discovery orders. Um, no, the entire reason that you have default judgments against you in all these cases is because you would not comply. You would not turn over all your financials. You would not turn over everything. So, and, and she said, and just because a person, you may have filed bankruptcy. I don't know that I read that, but just because a person files for bankruptcy does not make them bankrupt. So stop lying. And she said, just because you think something is true, it's not. I mean, there was just so, oh, and the best part is this is not your show. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I think a lot of people who are anti-Alex anti, anti Jones, they love this because someone's putting him in his place. And this is not his opportunity to just interrupt and, and get out his message. There are courtroom rules. There's courtroom decorum, and he has to follow it. Do you think that she's been, that Judge Gamble has been fair, though, from what you've seen? 
she's been more than fair. Look, this is what we do for a living, Jesse. We see inside the courtrooms all across the nation every single day and how all different judges work and all different districts and jurisdictions work. That Alex Jones has been able to come and go as he pleases in that court. He shows up mid-testimony with an entourage, walks in, sits down. She doesn't say a word to him. He doesn't come or he does come. She hasn't ordered him to be there in person. He literally does what he wants. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I think she's been very patient with him. And also, I she's getting a lot of love on social media, a lot of love for how she's handling him. Um, because she's no nonsense, but she's, she almost like talks to him like your mother would like, you are not allowed to say that. Do you understand? And then he'll go to say something and she'll say, don't talk. Or she'll say, sit down, you know? (laughs) So I don't think she's being unfair at all. I think, I mean, I just think of like, think of the Rittenhouse judge or, or or somebody, somebody else that could have just really go off on him. I think she's handling him just right. Well, watching the way he's been behaving, the question is, does he take this trial seriously? And that was brought into question. Judge Maya Gamble comes from CPS, who has been exposed for human trafficking and working with pedophiles. That's what you mean when you say you're taking this seriously. I take this as serious as cancer. (laughs) He says he takes... I'm sorry to laugh because this is a very serious subject matter, but you can't make this up. You really can't. He says he takes the trial seriously, and yet on his Infowars show, they're trashing the judge. He is trashing the judge and the jury and the plaintiffs in real time as the trial is going, almost on a daily basis. The man, he, the nerve of him. <laughs> but what he said in that clip, he went on a show and said the judge used or works or comes from CPS because she used to be like a family court or she works in that comes from CPS, which we know has already been linked to child sex trafficking. Okay. And so you're on. And then that's why he says, so you really think you're taking this trial seriously? I take it as seriously as cancer. It's like he has no respect for anything or anybody or any subject or topic, or he has He's he's told he said the jur- on his show these jurors are blue collar workers that don't know anything about they never heard of me and but he said blue collar like a put down like a, yeah he said they don't know what planet they're on they don't know what planet they're on you know and honestly I tweeted that with a comment that said I would think that works in Alex Jones' favor if the jury doesn't had never heard of him and don't know who he is right well here here's the thing I'll say I think he's defending himself off air because he needs the donations. He, if he, he needs money coming in right now as he's, uh, by the way, I think they even says on Infowars, we're under attack. 
he needs to maintain his support from people. And if he has a product that people respond to as outrageous as it is, he's going to keep feeding it. And look, I think Kathy, this might've all started with the infamous gum incident. Let's turn to that. Put your gum out, Mr. Jones. It's not gum. What is it? Because you're not allowed food or gum of any kind in the courtroom. <coughs> I, I, I had my tooth pulled uh, a week and a half ago, and it's, I, I had some gauze in there earlier, and it's, it's been causing me to have some pain. So you're chewing on your gauze? Would you like me to show you? No, right I here? just want you to answer my question. No, I, I was massaging the hole in my mouth with my tongue. I right here, right here. I don't want to see right. the inside of your mouth. Oh, no, there's no gum. Hold. Sit down. And if you wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, you might have until the camera later call him, caught him putting something in his mouth. Maybe see this. Okay. I'll ask you, Kathy. You think he was chewing gum or what? I actually don't think he was chewing gum when she asked him. I do think he was probably doing what he said, which was massaging the hole in his mouth with his tongue. Way more information than anyone wants. And the thing is, she's been on that kick because his attorney has been has chewed gum and she's chewed him out <laughs> a couple of times. Um, but the way Alex Jones responds is very childlike. So he's like opening his mouth. Do you want to see? Do you want to see? Turns around for everyone in the courtroom to see. I'll show you. I'll show you here. Do you want to see? Do you want to see? It literally like my child would. And she's like, I don't want to see the inside of your mouth. Sit down. Doesn't I, it, it feel like an SNL skit? It's crazy. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. SNL can't even do this because it's already been done in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jones, put your tongue away. Mr. Jones, I don't want to see the inside of your mouth and, and like look he he is trying every which way throughout the course of this trial to say it's unfair and that this is a witch hunt and everyone's coming out for him so yeah that's what he's trying to show i mean I, when this came out it was it was something but i will tell you i don't think it's fair to say that judge gamble has only directed her agitation only at uh, alex jones we've seen it directed at a witness, and this is Owen Schroyer. This is another host on InfoWars, and apparently she wasn't happy that he didn't follow the court rules. You testified just today that you um, were a guest or a co-host with Mr. Jones on Tuesday, is that right? Yes. And you testified that you did a show and then a, a second show, is that right? Yes. And what were the topics of those two shows? I mean, were any of the topics of those two shows this this uh, trial? Yes. Okay. Did you and Mr. Jones talk about anything that happened at the trial? I don't recall exactly what was discussed. Are they still available for viewing? I believe so. So you think you talked about the trial without talking about what happened at the trial? I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, you just told me that the topic included this trial, didn't you? Yes. Okay. And I'm asking you, did you talk about what happened in this work? And you said, I don't remember. Well, I just don't recall the exact details. Or the I'm not asking you for any details. Did you talk about things that happened in this program? Probably, yes. Didn't Mr. Raynal inform you that you were under the rule? What rule? 
So is that a no? Did he have a conversation with you about being under the rule? Well, he did. He told me I not to watch any other witness testimony. Did he not tell you he, you weren't to speak with any other witness? Um, I don't believe so. Did he not tell you you weren't supposed to discuss anything that happened in this courtroom during the trial? No. And so from there, she turned her attention to Alex Jones's attorney and Dino Reynal. Mr. Reynal, on Tuesday, when you invoked the rule in this case, I also, in addition to reading what I just read, read the following portion. Counsel, inform your other witnesses that the rule has been invoked and the effect of the rule. Did you hear me say that? On Tuesday. I did, Your Did you follow my instructions? Clearly not the way Your Honor intended. I can assure Your Honor that they did not discuss anybody's testimony. It will be easy to find out if they discussed the case, won't it? Certainly, Your Honor. I misunderstood based on, on my experience and my practice. Because um, you're just a brand new lawyer, right? Enough with the aw shucks. I don't know the rules of court. I understand. Now, I want to make it clear. Anyone who might be a witness needs to be informed tonight about the rule, that it has been invoked, and what it means, which is that they will not speak to any other person except one of the lawyers, not a party, lawyer about anything having to do with this case and this trial. Do you understand, Mr. Raynal? Crystal. Thank you. Do not get on her bad side, Kathy. <laughs> no, no, enough with the all shucks, man. I mean, it was as if he was looking down, kicking rocks and with his hands in his pockets. Um, so this is all about witnesses are told they cannot discuss the trial with other witnesses. They can't share their testimony with other witnesses. This is the rule that's invoked in trials everywhere. And it was invoked. And Renal is the one that asked for it to be invoked on day one of the trial. And this is what we first learned. So this, this was like day three of the trial. And we learned that on day one, Alex Jones had Owen on the show and they were talking about the trial. And uh, so that's what that was all about. Now I will say a little bit in Renal's defense, what he was trying to say, because I could read between the lines, but he decided not to go any further, is when they had gone on air, there really hadn't been testimony that happened yet, just opening statements. And so that's, I think, what he was trying to get at about they didn't discuss testimony or their testimony or anything like that. But he decided to just shut it down. He wasn't going to argue with her anymore. But he's become a big central part of this as well. I mean, first he flips off. Uh, the opposing counsel in court. Then he does this. He doesn't instruct the witness about the rule. Then his t office or his team mistakenly sends all the text messages of his client. It's not great. Crazy. I mean, just crazy that he, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get the wrath of Alex Jones when this is all said and done or what, but there have been so many missteps from that side in this case, just in, in the last two weeks. Well, the argument is, are they purposely doing that to get a mistrial? I mean, everyone, everyone argues, can you really get a mistrial because he's already been found that he defamed, right? So that was our, so now we're just talking about damages. I guess the mistrial would be collect a new jury and have a new 
jury to hear the damages, but I don't think so. You know, honestly, people think that a lot about defense attorneys that they try and purposely get, um, you know, which is illegal by the way, effective <laughs> counsel, whatever. I really on attorneys have a pretty big ego and I really don't think that they get up there and purposely want to show that they're a horrible attorney. I, just, I don't see that. Real quick before I let you go, Kathy, we covered the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Now we're covering this. Do you see similarities in the the uh, response online? Are people as engaged with this trial as they were with that one? Yes, crazy. I don't know if we'll ever see another one like Depp Heard, but the numbers are very getting very close to Depp Heard. Um, the difference is in the Depp Heard trial, the comments and the viewers were really skewed to Depp, and and the minority was for Heard. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Um, I would say it, it's definitely still majority uh, for the plaintiffs and Sandy Hook, and, and it, but there are a lot of Alex Jones supporters and followers. And so the comments that are left on our YouTube and on my Twitter, um, they're out there and, they're, and they are staunch. And I have to say, I received an email to our tips line that was horrific, let's just say that, from an Alex Jones supporter. So uh, he's very polarizing. Uh, both of these trials have similarities in that way where it's like celebrity. I put that in air quotes. I don't know if Alex Jones is celebrity. I guess he is. Um, and people are fascinated with it and outraged on whatever side they take. His popularity is one of the central reasons in this case why they're trying to go after so many damages. Obviously, the supporters threatening the plaintiffs, but also, as we talked about earlier, the more support he gets, the more money he could be getting as well. So it's fascinating to follow. Kathy, loved having you here on Sidebar, breaking it down for any – everybody should follow Kathy uh, on Twitter. And, Kathy, what is your Twitter handle for everybody it's to follow? At, at Kathy Russon, R-U-S-S-O-N. I want to add one thing, Jesse, if I can, yep. so we can just bring this full circle. Jesse Lewis was six years old, and he was a first grader. And when the – shooter's gun jammed he yelled at his classmates to run and he's been credited with saving classmates lives at six years old and these parents have been through something so horrific and they deserve to win this case and they deserve any amount of money that that jury awards them because of what alex jones did on top of the most painful thing they'll ever go through so i just wanted to bring it back around to jesse lewis and I think that should be the lasting memory of this case more than the antics in the courtroom. But, uh, Kathy, I think we'll leave it right there. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jesse. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Sidebar. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Sidebar is produced by Sam Goldberg, YouTube manager Robert Zoki, and Alyssa Fisher as our booking producer. And, of course, our video editor, Michael Deininger. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.